We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Welcome in, everybody. Sports Daily on a Thursday, a game day for the Shockers. We'll look ahead to the Houston matchup in just a few minutes. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster here with you on this Thursday. We've also got our first look at Super Bowl betting. Our betting insider, Chelsea Messenger, joins us a little later in this hour as we dive into some of the things that are available now. I'm curious about some of the futures next year and some fun bets we might be able to sniff out. Uh, lots of fun there. Our K-State insider, Tim Fitzgerald, joins us at the top of the next hour. We'll look back to the Sunflower Showdown and ahead to the most critical part of the K-State conference schedule. All coming up for you today. Your calls, 869-1240. You can find us on social media, as always. Jay, uh, Tommy and I are there and available for you to chat it up. We have people that send us emails. However you want to get in touch with us, we'll have a giveaway. Jad Chambers producing for us. Welcome in, everybody. Tommy, good morning. Hey, good morning to you. We're looking forward to talking about uh, everything going on today, including the Wichita State game. Uh, big game tonight inside Coke Arena. This is probably, well, not probably, definitely the biggest challenge for the Shockers in their basketball season. Tonight inside the Roundhouse, so looking forward to getting into it today. It'll be fun. Uh, it will be the opportunity and perhaps the last great opportunity for Wichita State to get people excited again. Um, I don't know what kind of crowd we'll have tonight. I'll be there. I'm excited about that. Wichita State has played Houston extremely well at the Roundhouse in recent matchups, uh, including that double overtime loss last year, 76 to 74. That was a heartbreaker. Uh, but they beat them the time before that, back in uh, 2021 when Houston was ranked sixth. Um, all kinds of good stuff coming in uh, from Brian Holmgren, the SID over at Wichita State on, on this game. Last time Wichita State faced a top three team in the AP was back in 2013 in the Final Four. Uh, they beat Gonzaga earlier in that tournament, was an AP top three opponent. Uh, they played host to Kansas back in 1990. They're 6-5, and five, Tommy, against top three inside the roundhouse. Uh, Houston, by a lot of metrics, is the number one team in the country. 
and we suspected they would be in that conversation, and they've delivered. They had one stumble, really, uh, in the conference. It's not much of a stumble because Temple's turned out to be pretty good. Houston's the real deal, and now it becomes a question, I think, around here, Tommy. Is the best from Wichita State enough to knock off Houston and pull the big upset? Probably not. Uh, I, I think my my head would say probably not. Uh, they would have to put together the most perfect game plan tonight to beat Houston. And I'm not suggesting that that won't happen because we saw them play a very complete game over the weekend against East Carolina. So we know they're capable of that. Um, but I do think that their absolute best version of themselves, they still might come up short against a team like Houston. Um, but I think the one thing that's going to be really important tonight you talked about that stat of uh, games inside the roundhouse against the top tier opponents. Uh, we're going to need to see the roundhouse rocking like we did, you know, a couple of years ago uh, or even longer than that. It like went during that big time run for Wichita State uh, because we've seen that arena, um, you know, definitely helping contributing to the environment, the atmosphere. Uh, and so we're going to need to see that tonight. And I think that that can play a big role uh, also. Uh, and you never know, Wichita State could uh, jump up and surprise a lot of people. Houston, while they do have these metrics that show that, you know, they're one of, if not the best teams in America, they are not invincible. Uh, Temple proved that uh, last week. And so uh, it's going to be fascinating to see what the game plan is that Isaac Brown deploys in this game. And if these players can play at their top level on uh, the, the biggest stage that, that they've had this entire season, uh, and will it be enough to take down Houston? Well, I, I think it's, I don't think it has to be perfect. Um, I, I do think that Houston has to play some role in it, right, and not be on their absolute A game. But I, I, for me, it's more of, so this new version of the Shockers, right, is a little more offensive-minded. That's interesting in a game like this. But I think if if we see a Wichita State team play up to its offensive capability and ceiling, which we've seen in th probably roughly three out of the last four halves of basketball that they've played, granted against Tulane and East Carolina, but three out of those four halves, they've played a high level of offense. If they were able to combine that with some of the defense we saw early in the year, I do think that's enough to beat Houston at home. Look, the line... I, I, now, listen, again, Houston has to have something to do with that. Houston's insanely good defensively, so the chances of the Shockers finding that level of offense are very low, right? But it's there. We've seen it. Um, I, I, you know, I thought this line... I said this last night, and I'm surprised I got it exactly right. I said it... I bet you it's about a 12-and-a-half-point line. Um... Honestly, on 12.5 points, I'd probably take Wichita State on that. But it's it's going to be interesting to see if they continue to try to play at the offensive clip they have or if because it's Houston, you try to go to that ground, grind it out style that we saw early in the year. I don't know what you do here. Well, that was the way that, that Temple won the game was that grinded out. I mean, it was a 56-55 victory for Temple. Uh, and Houston, they're averaging about 75 points a game. And so Temple played lockdown defense and uh, really had that grinded out, 
ugly slog of a game, and that was the way that they beat Houston. On the flip side of that, to your point about Wichita State, uh, you know, and the, the new version, the more offensive-minded version of Wichita State, Houston defensively, they're only letting opponents score, on average, about 54 points a game. And so I'm not sure, and it'll be, again, fascinating to see, I'm not sure that this new offensive-focused uh, shocker team will be able to be effective against the defense that Houston has, or if we're going to have to see some adjustments made to, to turn it into kind of a grinded-out game. And so this is going to be a really, um, I think, important look at what Isaac Brown can do in-game because I've got no doubt in my mind that uh, it's worked for Wichita State recently to try to go out and score a bunch of buckets uh, early. But if that doesn't work against what Houston is doing defensively, um, it's going to be really important for Isaac Brown to make some in-game adjustments and try to find a better way to make it work. I'm not sure that if Wichita State gets into a shootout with Houston that they can win this game. I, I think that even though it, that's been a priority for them offensively recently, they're going to have to turn it into kind of an ugly defensive battle. Uh, totally. Um, totally. Uh, it's... It's going to be a fascinating coaching uh, strategy that comes from Wichita State. And and I think a really important one as this staff, you know, as the staff's future is uncertain. I think that's a fair way to put it. And, and how they decide to attack this is an opportunity for that coaching staff, right? If, if you're able to get a win like this, and the reality too is, Tommy, like, Let's consider for a second if if the the bad half against Tulane doesn't happen, right? And obviously it did. But had they taken care of business in Tulane and not played just a terrible second half, we'd be looking at a situation where they would have won five of their last six conference games, right? Um, and, and coming into this game, you would have felt like, okay, they've won five of six. Things are turning around a little bit because it it's just feels so different because of what happened in the second half of Tulane. So deflating, right? That that was just such a deflating thing to happen for any momentum whatsoever. And now it feels like they're having to start over. Well, obviously a win here would do something different. And, you know, this is also a chance, I think, for any of the shocker players to step up and become like heroes, you know, like who, who, who's going to seize that opportunity in this big spot and maybe do something we haven't seen before. Wichita state right now is two games back of Tulane. Again, that, that loss is just crushing, but they're sitting there right where they were predicted right now in seventh place. They can catch UCF fairly easily. Tulane and Cincinnati are still in the sights. I don't think they're catching Houston Temple or Memphis. Now, in order for those things to happen, they have to play really well. Every loss hurts you bad. This is the kind of game that can change the storyline of a season pretty significantly, but man, it feels daunting to go get it. Well, and you know, going back to Tulane and that loss against Tulane in overtime, uh, Tulane is what, three games or two, I guess they're two and a half games ahead of Wichita State in the standings in the American this is the same Tulane team that lost by 20 to Houston not that long ago. And so it's a team that, you know, is what fourth in the American. And, you know, they, they look 
like they're, uh, you know, I would say an above average team at what seven and three in conference and fourteen and seven overall. They're an above average team. Uh, Wichita State lost to them in overtime by five, but they had complete control of that game uh, for most of the way until the second half. You know, late later parts of the second half, and that Tulane team went to Houston and played Houston and lost by twenty. Uh, and so that that's what kind of that's what makes me nervous about this game tonight. But you're absolutely right. The critical stretch of games that they're in right now in the conference. I mean, think about it this way with the, with the win tonight, if Wichita state can pull the massive upset against Houston, they move back to 500 in conference. And all of a sudden you're thinking, okay, well they could, they could finish above 500 in the conference race and be in that top half of the standings come the end of the regular season. But also with the win, they moved to two games over 500 overall uh, with the loss tonight, they're back to 500 even in their overall season. Uh, if you want to be better than a mediocre 500 team, this is the kind of game that you get up for. This is the kind of game that you do everything that you can and lay it all out on the line. So I want to see tonight, you know, in front of a national audience, Wichita State hasn't had a ton of national audiences this season, but it's on ESPN2. Uh, you've got the number two ranked team in the country coming to your place. You have the chance here to make a statement. And so it's going to be crucially important and I want to see how Isaac Brown and his staff get these guys ready and how they respond in a huge environment like what we're going to see tonight the interesting thing to me about Wichita State when I watch them is they don't ever look physically outclassed right they've got some athletes out there and in that that makes always makes me wonder too like Again, and we talk about it, and I, I always use this when people ask me about the Shockers this year. I can't remember a team with a higher ceiling and lower floor. Like, the, the distance between the ceiling and the floor for this team feels higher than just about any team I've ever seen. And I don't know what to make of that. Uh, you know, consistency obviously would lean you to the ceiling more than the floor, and that's what they haven't had. But what gets really interesting in a game like this, I don't know what it would take this season to get people to the level of excitement about Shocker basketball that needs to be there. And I think everybody knows what I'm talking about. I don't know what, what it will take. I know that there's not anything that they could do that would be better than winning this game tonight to creating that buzz. Would that create some buzz? It certainly would create less than had they not blown it against Tulane. But yes, it would still create some buzz, I think. And I suspect that people have had this game circled on their calendar since before the season started. I would expect with an 8 o'clock tip on a weeknight, they would be able to get one of, if not the largest crowd of the year, maybe outside of the Interest Bank Arena game. So, I mean, it's all right there for this team and this coaching staff to go capture the fan base again tonight. Show everybody something. Is that fair? I mean, it doesn't matter if it's fair. It's reality, right? Like, we all know the elephant in the room is the buzz isn't there around Shocker basketball like it once was. And that's one of the great challenges of the new administration there. It's one of the great challenges for a lot of things, right? Like, Wichita State athletics and Wichita State basketball, the banner carrier, is really important to this community. I mean, it is. When when you've got great Shocker basketball Things stop, right, And on Shocker game days. Like, nothing else matters on Shocker game days. It's a really unique 
program like that. I think a lot of times when you get universities in big cities, sometimes there is, you know, a lack of attention paid. Wichita State happens to play in a conference with a couple that do it really well. Houston, uh, Memphis, obviously with Penny, that's probably the best example of instantly creating buzz and excitement, and Cincinnati. And, you know, those school those those schools do it well, just like Wichita State did. I think it was one of the reasons, obviously, that it was a natural fit in the American before now the American's going to get broken up. But Wichita State has to recapture that. And it's not there right now. It's just not. And a win you know, against Houston is about the yeah. best thing they could possibly do. There are two current teams right now that are case studies in a really good way to utilize the transfer portal and a really bad way to utilize the transfer portal. Uh, and I think that it, it serves both of these teams, serves as both a cautionary tale, but also I think some optimism on the other side that you can do it right. And so I think that Isaac Brown uh, and the entire staff would be wise to look at both of these case studies and determine, and it, sometimes it's a crapshoot with the transfer portal, but determine which direction this program is going to go. On the good side, it's Jerome Tang in Kansas State, utilizing that transfer portal to bring in key players like a Keontae Johnson, but other guys like that, and look at the success that Kansas State is having. And they were a team that were, they, they were picked last in the Big 12, and all of a sudden they're a top 10 team. That same sort of thing can happen for Wichita State if you utilize that transfer portal correctly. Then on the other side, the negative side, go down to Lubbock, look at Texas Tech and Mark Adams. You know, he basically had to recreate the entire team through the transfer portal. And, you know, I think a lot of folks thought that they would be a pretty good team in the Big 12 this year, and they're in last place. Uh, and there are there are cries for Mark Adams to lose his job. But the uh, and two so years I think prior to that, including year one under Mark Adams, they did a really good job in the transfer uh, portal. Right. I'm just saying that there are that there's a, a good way to go and there's a bad way to go. And again, sometimes it's a crapshoot. But I think that it should be a cautionary tale for Wichita State that if if you don't work that portal well and the NIL dollars are not there in the way that it should be, and I know that they're working on that and trying to improve that, uh, you could it could easily be a whole heck of a lot worse. Or you can go the other direction and look at what K-State is doing. That ought to be uh, the, the, the focus and the way that Shocker basketball moves forward. How can we be more like what Jerome Tang is doing at Kansas State right now? It's a really, really, really complicated formula, right? Like, I don't know if NIL was in better position if some of the players that left last year would have stayed. Um, Maybe so. Because you, you, look across so. The, you look across college basketball right now at Ricky Council is, uh, with maybe the dunk of the year and the season he's having and the impact Mo Udezi's having on New Mexico, who's really having a nice year. Grant Sherfield lighting it up at Oklahoma. All the things that happen. Eric Stevenson and, at West Virginia. I mean, there are Eric a lot Stevenson's of former transferred yep. 46 times, so I'm well, going to exclude true. him from the conversation. Uh, and Sherfield got beat out by Tyson Etienne to some degree, so he's not fair either. But Ricky Council is the case study, right? You can't let, even in the current climate, Wichita State should never lose players like Ricky Council, right? He was an under-recruited player, came here, Everybody could see the ability blossoming and then look at what's happening in Arkansas. Um, I'd have to get Taylor Eldridge on for this one because I know he's more in tune with the specifics. But I, I, I don't know how much of Ricky Council leaving was on lack of opportunity or relationship with the coaching staff. I don't know the answer to that. Um, but you can't let him go. And when Wichita State 
ultimately gets back to what it needs to be, they won't ever let those kinds of players go. Those are the kinds of players that have always defined Wichita State. Under-recruited, highly talented. We went and found them. Come here and be a megastar. And the NIL should, should probably make Wichita State a really, really attractive place to come play. We don't have football players. We've talked about that until our faces turn no competition. Blue. I know it's more complicated than that because you got to get the money, but it's right there. Uh, all right, so that game is tonight. You'll hear it right here on KFH. More on that later. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. Our betting insider, Chelsea Messenger, will take a look ahead to some Super Bowl betting, maybe some NFL's futures betting. That's all coming up next for us on Sports Daily. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster, Jad Chambers producing Betting Talk next. This is Sports Daily on KFH. On the line is the host of the Daily Tip and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Chelsea Messenger. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to check out the Daily Tip podcast for more of Chelsea Messenger analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcasts. And welcome in. Welcome back. Chelsea Messenger joining us in the uh, bye week here before the Super Bowl. Chelsea, this is a this is an interesting week. So in your world, is this a time that you are studying for the Super Bowl or is this the time maybe to take a look at some opportunities in the futures market? What are you doing in this bye week? It's it's kind of an annoying week if if you're better, I would assume. Well, I would say it gives you more time to look at things. Because uh, it can go in your favor, especially in the props market. If you're very specific and you want to play a prop, look at the number that it's posted right now. Wait a few days, you know, next week, right before the Super Bowl. See how that line's moved. Because we will see Sharps hammering, like, certain very specific props, and you'll see them move. So this is the only week of the year where that's, like, super relevant. Uh, so that's something to monitor and also the way that this line has moved because we've already seen a massive line movement. Kansas City, of course, opened its favorites in the Super Bowl, and this line has already swung back down uh, to one. Kansas City as big as two-and-a-half-point underdogs in this game. So we've already seen line movement. I know it's a, an off week, quote-unquote, but still, there are plenty of things to read into. Yeah, so what do you equate that line movement to? I mean, is that just all the injuries that Kansas City had in the AFC title game? Um, I, I know that the, the Chiefs put out a tweet yesterday that said that there was no practice, but if there was practice, there were like four guys that wouldn't have practiced if there was. So is that what you equate that line movement to? Well, we talked to the VP of trading at Bet and Jim, and he said it was because immediately when they posted Philadelphia two-and-a-half-point underdogs, uh, they got a ton of action from sharps. So not just casual betters, people that they know and respect, and that's why they moved the number. Well, when you see it move, though, now, so if the sharps liked it at, you know, plus two and a half for Philadelphia, do they still like it at minus one and a half? That's a big question, because I feel like it's not really gone through a ton of key numbers, but it is significant, because you've got to remember those sharps bought in at Philadelphia plus whatever, you know, they were getting points. So that is a different thing than now because maybe the Sharps wouldn't be in on Philadelphia at minus one. But we're talking about picking a winner here because I think if the spread was, you know, two and a half, three, three and a half, 
those are significant line movements. Last year we saw it. The Bengals were getting three and a half, didn't win the game, but they did cover the spread. So when we're talking about a one-point spread, I'm not sure if these line movements make a ton of difference. My advice would be, if you like a side, just stick to it. How do you feel about the uh, initial over-under in this game? Of course, that can move to between now and the big game, but it's kind of hovering around 50 right now. Um, we know that you know Kansas City's defense hasn't been great this year, but they were better in the AFC title game. And then you know the Eagles, of course, they were playing against Brock Purdy and Josh Johnson, but they held the 49ers to seven points in the NFC championship game. Do you like that number? Do you think the under is more in play? Where do you stand there? Well, we've already seen line movement in the total. Open at 49, I believe it's already ticked up to 51 some spots, so the over is getting some love. I tend to think that the results and the total are correlated. I think if it's an over game, it means Kansas City's in it, and I think the Chiefs probably win in a shootout. Uh, if it's an under game and it's defense that rules the roost and Philadelphia is getting some kind of pressure on Patrick Holmes to where he looks frustrated and we don't see a ton of points, I feel like it's probably Philadelphia. So I think the total has a lot to do with what you think the result of this game would be when it comes to a winner. Yeah, I think that's an interesting way to look at it. I don't know about you, but I'm having a hard time, and it's still early and there is time to you know, keep kind of thinking about it and studying up a little bit, but I'm kind of having a hard time finding commonality to get a real good feel for how these teams match up and played a lot of the same teams. And if they did, it wasn't at the same time of the year. Like I, I'm, I don't really know what to draw from when trying to get a gauge of these two teams and how they might match up. I think we have a good idea on Kansas city, but the problem is the Eagles really haven't had much competition in the postseason. Both those games were blowouts. So even from a pros perspective, it's hard to know like who they're going to throw it to, who their you know, key running back is truly going to be. Because Philadelphia has not had competition. And I think uh, another X factor is Jalen Hurts. I know people act like he is a known commodity and he carries himself with such swagger and, you know, he looks unfazed. He was drafted in 2020. So I think there is a chance that, you know, maybe he is not perfect in this game. Um, But you're right. There are a lot of factors in this one. Um, So I don't know what to tell you there. Well, Chelsea, I've been uh, looking at trying to find, you know, at least some some fun props to play here this week before we actually get into, you know, the nitty gritty next week and breaking down all the specifics of the game. And and so one of the things that I'm looking at, and and I think I saw you tweet about this earlier, I think maybe it was last week, and I, I'm seeing it on my end, and I, I still don't really know what it means. Can you explain what an octopus is in betting terms? Yeah, this is a fun one. Even if you are just making conversation with somebody, like this is a fun way to be like, hey, I'm smarter than you. Have you heard of an octopus <laughs> in sports betting? Here's what it is. It's when the same player who scores a touchdown scores the following two-point conversion. And actually, Patrick Mahomes had one of these octopus results against the Titans this year. Scored the touchdown and then the following uh, two-point conversion. I believe it was this year. Maybe it was last year, but still. We have seen Patrick Mahomes cash this bet before, and this market's really only available in the Super Bowl, and the odds are 14 to 1. I don't think I would advise you to place this bet because I think it's a tough bet. High enough. Right. Uh, But I will say Nick Sirianni loves going for two as well. So maybe there's a chance that the Eagles get it, but 
I don't know. It's a fun one, but it's not one I would advise taking. So it's 14 to 1 for any player to get it, right? Yes, not Patrick. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's a little team. bit better. Yeah. Um, I, so when we're talking about player props, and I, I would never bet or advise betting against Travis Kelsey in the playoffs on a prop. But something I think that's interesting about this game, that he has dominated two of the worst defenses against tight ends in football so far in the playoffs. The Eagles are one of the best defenses in football against tight ends. Have you looked at his prop? And when you see something like that, but you know, like Kansas City's hobbled and he's the guy, like do you, do you look and read into something like that when you're talking about maybe the goat of tight ends or at least in the conversation? Yeah, I think it's difficult because Travis Kelsey isn't really treated like a tight end sometimes as far as the opportunity goes. He's basically their number one receiver as far as the targets go. I think his number is usually a touch high, but, I mean, he's put up good numbers, and you're right. Uh, Looking at the Eagles, they're one of the best defenses against tight ends. I think the way you play him is anytime touchdown. It's minus 120. It's a a bearable price, and he has been cash money in the postseason. He scored a touchdown in every single postseason game. Uh, both this year and last year. So I think that's the way you play Travis Kelsey. Chelsea, what other props are you looking at so far? Is it too early? Because guys that I might look at, like we did last week with, uh, you know, Kadarius, Tony, they're not even on the market yet because of all the injuries to the Chiefs players. Are you seeing anything that you like this early, or are we still in wait-and-see mode? Yeah, I'll go to the Eagles side. Uh, I think Kenneth Gainwell probably has a bigger role in this game than maybe people are expecting because we've seen it down the stretch. He has had a much bigger role in this offense from the backfield. It's not just been the Miles Sanders show, but the sabotage factor is, like I said, the Eagles have played in back-to-back blowouts where maybe if the game script was different, they would be giving the ball to you know somebody else and maybe they are just putting Kenneth Gainwell in there to just kind of rotate the guys. But his props are so low. Receiving yards, 11 and a half for minus 115. And that's the way to play uh, Chiefs games. The Chiefs have given up the most receptions to opposing running backs. I'm not sure what it is about their defense, but running backs catching the ball has been a a nice little angle to uh, play this year against the Chiefs. So maybe Kenneth Gainwell over his receiving yards, 11 and a half, or even his rushing prop. It's still pretty low. Uh, if you look at BetMGM, it's 18 and a half. It's juicy over at minus 120. He's a guy that, as of late, the Eagles have been trusting more. Interesting. Any look ahead to futures uh, at this point for you? Always trying to find an opportunity right before the off seasons happen, or are you keeping it to this game this time of year? Yeah, it's all Super Bowl for me. We don't even know who the quarterbacks are going to be for some of these. Teams. I know. And of course, we just had Tom Brady retiring, which throws. Uh, a wrench in all the people thinking that he was. But I, I mean, I think I saw the Jets maybe at like forty to one, and the Jets with Aaron Rodgers, dart throwy maybe. I I don't know. I n- I never know how to how to balance that. Like, do you try to get ahead of things? I'll give an example. Not football, but baseball. I'm a diehard Texas Rangers fan, so it was. I I took a bet with my heart at plus whatever. It, it was plus a lot, uh, and that was before they went and got. Jacob DeGrom, because I thought that they would make some big moves in the offseason. Now I love that bet. Uh, but, you know, you could do, I guess, the same thing in football, but it's always risky, right? You could take the favorite right now, and there's too much risk in the NFL. I get it. I think you can put some fun money on it, you know, because at those odds, you can be wrong. You know, it's a dart throw. Uh, I think baseball is a little different because we see teams like this all the time that make these big, splashy 
signings, and then it's just something about the organization. We see this with the Angels. Hell, they've had two of the MVPs over the past, what, five seasons, and they still can't even make the postseason. So, yes, that's a different conversation, but I do think the Jets are worth a look. I think they are one team that's one quarterback away, but didn't we say that about the Broncos last year? So We did. They got it wrong. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, that's that's the thing. We I would never bet the Jets after they went and got Aaron Rodgers, but betting them before seems like maybe you know because I'm sure if they were forty to one now and they got Aaron Rodgers, it probably cut at least in half, don't you think? Like if you're going to take a shot with stuff like that, you got to kind of kind of risk the off season a little bit. Yeah, the value is definitely there, and I think a lot of it is probably predicated on the fact that the Bills play in their division, and the Bills are always going to be favorites. I haven't checked it, but I'm pretty sure they're Super Bowl favorites next year for some reason. I don't know why they get so much love. They are good, but still uh, have not even won a Super Bowl. So uh, not sure if that credit is due just yet. But, yes, there is some value there. All right. Well, Chelsea, we appreciate it. Uh, Thank you very much, as always. Next week's going to be a blast in this segment as we do have all the fun stuff. We have all the injury reports, and I would bet that by Thursday of next week, we got a pretty good idea of who's where. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. There goes the host of the Daily Tip and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Chelsea Messenger. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. We appreciate Chelsea. If you missed anything in that conversation, if you're joining us late, kfhradio.com. Tommy and I will be back. We'll give something away, and we'll talk about that pesky groundhog coming up next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Tommy, if the groundhog doesn't have anything nice to say at all, then stay the hell away. Like, I only want to hear from the groundhog if it's going to tell us there's less winter. If it's going to tell us there's more winter, I don't want to hear anything about it. Because why would anybody want to hear that? I'm going to sound like old man yelling at clouds here. Why do we even care? Like, I feel like this whole thing, it's been debunked so many times. 
so why do we even give it a breath? Like, uh, for instance, the groundhog is predicting six more weeks of winter, right? Mm-hmm. But I looked at the forecast for right. this weekend, and we've got temperatures in the 60s. So, like, Great what forecast. are we... What are, we, what are we doing here? Like, I, I don't care. It's not, he's not a meteorologist. So it, I don't care what the groundhog has to say. Yeah, I look, and, and this is just a fun, silly game, but we're going to, we're going to, you know, pretend like it's real because that's what we do around here. Um, and yeah, meteorologists are much better at this. So take it for what it's worth. Although I got to admit when he comes up and he says there's going to be less winter, that's when I want to hear what he has to say. You know, like that's. That's the time that I'm going to believe in the superstition. When he when he says the wrong thing, I'm not going to believe in the superstition. When he says the right thing, I'm going to. Uh, Ross Jansen, our chief meteorologist over at 12 News last night, put up a graphic. Groundhog's right about 29% of the time. 29%. There we go. There yeah, we go. I, not even of, worth it. Not even yeah, worth doing it. Just below all-star level, you know, batting average. Uh, just below decent three-point percentage. You know, maybe the groundhog just needs to come up and get a drink, Tommy. I, I, you know what groundhogs drink, don't you? I don't. Whole milk. One of these days, I will laugh. Redeemed um, from yesterday when you saw it coming. <laughs> Thank you. One of these days, I will laugh, uh, but you'll have to give me a funny one before I do that. That one's pretty good. I actually had to, I didn't have that one in the tank. I had to go and like Google groundhog jokes uh, because I didn't have any queued up. I knew, I knew the direction I wanted to go, but I didn't have any queued up. Um, I, I, I'm, it, it baffles me that you have not yet won a Marconi award for the, the dad jokes. Like what, what are they waiting on? They need to go ahead and induct you in the radio hall of fame. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's coming. Uh, Jad, I, so I can see Tommy's reaction, which makes it much better. I can't see Jad's reaction. Jad, where where is your level of appreciation for a good dad joke? Oh, uh, it's you, you can't. It doesn't register anywhere. It's seismologists couldn't <laughs> no find reaction. my level of interest in it. Uh, <laughs> I'll say this: I like them better for the show, just because it's good, you know, good, funny, clean humor that I don't have to have my hand hovering over a delay button for so that part of it's nice keyword there is that you said funny we've got that on tape and we'll just cut that out of everything else so i appreciate the support chad i'm the Uh, one that cuts the audio around here i can i can edit myself (laughs) if i need to (laughs) you can make that say anything you'd like yep uh yeah groundhog day i've never been a big fan i only talked about it just now to set that joke up so uh there you go everybody it is 29 percent though ross did pull that out last night um, all right, let's give something away here, Tommy, as we wrap up this first hour and we'll continue. Um, and we'll just set it up for Jad here. Let's let's uh let's get some hockey uh this weekend. Yeah, the Wichita Thunder back home in action in Trust Bank Arena this weekend. Uh two games Saturday and Sunday. We're gonna give you tickets to the Saturday game. Uh they play the Rapid City Rush at 705. It's also Blues Clues night. So, Jacob, I know you've got small kids at home. Yep. Are they blues clues fans? They like it. We don't. It's not one of our regulars. Uh, the girls are old enough now. They don't really watch a ton of TV. They like to like play Pokemon when we give them screen time. Uh, and our son is very much uh, stereotypical. Wants like the fighting robots and trucks yeah. and things like yeah. that. But but 
We have always loved Blue's Clues, and I lo- I think that show's awesome. I love that show. Yeah, so it's Blue's Clues night. Blue will be in attendance to take pictures with the kids and all of that. Uh, the the team they're actually wearing specialty Blue's Clues jerseys on Saturday night. So you know how I don't even know the guy's name. The guy that always he's got the striped shirt that. I'm really alienating a lot of our audience right now by talking about Blue's Clues. But regardless, they've got special striped jerseys they're wearing for the game on Saturday night. Uh, But we're going to give you four tickets because regardless uh, if it's Blue's Clues night or not, it's going to be fun hockey action against Rapid City on Saturday night, 7.05, four tickets to the game. All right, four tickets there. We'll give you a couple of iced tea cards to HTO, open west and east in Wichita. Uh, That's the family business there. Uh, Those are our, I guess you can call them side hustles. Tommy, uh, and we want to help people out and, and give people an opportunity to experience both. So four hockey tickets, two free tea cards to HTO. We'll give those to our, let's just give them to our first caller right now. Jad can get that as we finish up this segment. So first caller, 869-1240, you get that giveaway on us. Tommy, National Signing Day was yesterday. Uh, National Signing Day is very different than it used to be, right? National Signing Day, not that long ago, was one of the big, big days on the sports calendar. Now, because kids like social media so much, there's not much surprise left in National Signing Day. It's always amazed me. We would, we'll at times, big time recruits will say, "Hey, you can, you know, you can sign with us live on TV." It's like, nah, man. Or I can make a Twitter post about it. Um, so it, it's changed. There's not a lot of surprise in it anymore. We have the early signing period now, which is usually where you get announcement type things. That doesn't take away from how big a deal National Signing Day is for young people. So congratulations to everybody everywhere uh, that is signing, has a kid that's signing, knows somebody that's signing. Great day for them. Uh, The national attention, I think, pointed Tommy yesterday, sort of at Deion Sanders. Uh, You know, they got got one, uh, a five-star quarterback, and there was some question on whether he would come. So I think it sounds like he is going to Colorado and just continues to uh, highlight a staff. And, man, I I really think this is going to work for Prime and Boulder. I think they're obviously going to be better next year than they were a year ago. But if if they can get him to stick around two, three years, four, and I don't know what his ultimate goals are, I think this is going to work. Yeah, I mean, going back to National Signing Day real quick, I think the only – intrigue with national signing day is if somebody doesn't sign and they've committed uh and, but they don't end up signing on national signing day that's really where right now nowadays the only intrigue is but to your point uh with colorado you know prime is out there working and and he it's not going to be one of those long-term rebuilds we're talking about getting a program pulling it from the bottom all the way to the top really quickly and so I'm not sure there's a a program in America with more attention and intrigue around it to see if this is going to work with Coach Prime. I mean, it's got all the makings of like a major motion picture, and I I can't wait to see what he can do there. So they had the 30th ranked recruiting class, which is really good. It's a couple spots, according to 247 Sports, a couple spots ahead of Kansas State. We love Kansas State's class, but they've got the fifth ranked transfer class, and that's where he's really... Uh, made an impact more than anywhere else. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. Hour number two, joining us right after this is Tim Fitzgerald. We'll get his thoughts on signing day for K-State. Anything there we need to take note of and continue to talk about this amazing K-State basketball season. That's all coming up next on Sports Daily. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.